It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to our latest podcast. I'm Chloe and it is awesome to have you out there listening. In today's episode, I'm talking to a young entrepreneur who's built a seriously impressive business in just a few years. And we look at how he's chosen what marketing methods to focus on and what he's been doing with them. So we're talking Instagram, we're talking mobile, we're talking mobile apps, and we're talking a little bit of email marketing too. Before we get into that though, please do check out the sponsors. FreeUp makes hiring online simpler for e-commerce businesses. They pre-vet thousands of virtual assistants and freelancers every week and then give you immediate access to the top 1% of applicants. Check out why 10,000 plus businesses have already signed up for FreeUp. Receive a $50 credit when you sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And there's three E's in FreeUp. So it's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. I have owned and read hundreds of business books. This is probably one of the best on e-commerce. I recommend it for experienced owners and especially newbies. I wish I had this book years ago. That's what an anonymous Amazon.co.uk reviewer said about my new book, e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. You can follow their advice and grab the Kindle or paperback on your local Amazon store now. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to buying the book, head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to get the free crash course, including the first two chapters. And now to introduce today's special guest. Rory Westbrook is the founder of True Vintage, a streetwear retailer he founded from his university bedroom in 2014. Specialising in reviving vintage styles, they now have yearly sales in excess of £2 million. Hello, Rory. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It's great to have you here. I'm excited to learn how you how you scaled the business quite so quickly because two million in five years, I think a lot of our listeners would be quite happy to to be achieving that. Um, so that was a very quick overview of your business. But how did you get started off in e-commerce in the first place? So from a young age, I was always into fashion. So from the age of 16, I was working in a clothing shop. I was spending far too long on uh, online shopping and was always sort of entrepreneurial. So I guess, yeah, I was, um, I was on the right tracks. And then while studying at university, I started to collect vintage clothing. I particularly like vintage clothing just because you wouldn't see anyone else in the, in the same thing. I like the designs from the 90s. And it was also sustainable. I could wear pieces and then actually sell it on for more money. And when at university, that was an important thing for me as well. So um, I guess it was when I was collecting the clothing, I then was, was selling it on on channels like eBay and saw there was really good money to be made. So pretty much um, within a, the first few weeks, I set up an Instagram page and yeah, it's created True Vintage and it's yeah got off to a really good start in terms of followers. We, we grew pretty rapidly and yeah, sold most of my collection pretty quickly. So within a week of starting that Instagram page, I then uh, created the website and pretty much started running that full time whilst studying at university as well. Um, I didn't have to take any sort of loan on to 
to start this, which was really good. It was low barriers to entry and pretty pretty simple to set up. So yeah, I got the website up and running, and we we grew our following on Instagram. Mainly was was the best channel for us, and yeah, it was um it's all sort of snowballed from there. It's literally just hey, there's a lot of money to be made here. Let's just do it and see where we end up. Yeah, I suppose that, yeah, it was a passion for me as well. It allowed me to um yeah improve my wardrobe at the same time. But <laughs> yeah, then it, it slowly yeah turned into a really profitable business. And yeah, I put a lot of time and energy into that whilst, as I said, juggling university at the same time. So, and did you stick university through to the end? I did. Yeah, I was studying business studies. So actually, yeah, quite a lot of what I was learning was relevant to my business, which was great. I carried on studying. They offered me um, whether I wanted to do it as my placement year, but I thought I'd just carry on running it full time and doing a bit of university as well. I managed to get my 2-1, which I was aiming for. Um, so yeah, all, all went well with the university. And my main goal was to grow the business and make sure that I could do that after uni. Nice. So at what point did you take it from finding vintage orig- original vintage items and selling those on eBay and on your own website to actually creating totally new clothing? So totally new clothing is something we're still only doing on small scale at the moment. I'd say sort of 95% of our business is still still selling the, the vintage. So the core of our business is still the same, um, but the new clothing and accessories is something we've we've added and um is is great to provide for our customers but still the core of our business is is the vintage clothing itself and how without wanting you to give away any trade secrets here so tell me to you know to shut up and ask you another question if you want to but how do you manage to find enough vintage originals to to manage to do two million a year in turnover yeah, I do get asked that a lot, actually. Um, we get over a thousand items into our warehouse every week, and that's everything sort of been handpicked by myself or someone in the buying team to make sure it's up to our standards. But we've got a, a great range of suppliers all over the world who are sending us um, pictures or we go out and handpick, and there's it just keeps coming. I mean, when you go to these huge recycling plants and see the amount of clothes that are thrown away it's it really is astonishing so it doesn't um yeah it was one of my worries before whether it was going to be hard to carry on getting this supply but it's still it's still coming in in big numbers wow so you literally kind of got got someone at the recycling plant keeping an eye out for a good adidas item or something we do have yeah things like that where um warehouses have our buying guides and they're looking out for certain um, products for us people um go to charity shops to to buy this sort of clothing and then sell them on to us. Um, yeah, there's there's sort of a whole range of things we're doing to to keep an eye out for those best pieces. That's boggling the minds of many of our listeners who, you know, they go to Autumn Fair or another product fair and they take their selections and then a few thousand of each item arrive in the warehouse and they send it out. Whereas you, you've got a very complicated supply chain and then low quantities of each item as well, which two very time-consuming and cost-heavy ways of running an e-commerce business. Exactly, yeah. And we, that's something we're looking to uh, to get into is have uh, yeah, sort of bulk products that we can sell more than one of because, as you say, it 
takes a lot of time to process every unique item. Everything's got to be put online, measured, sent out. And once you've solved one, it's gone um, in terms of creating content for it on social media as well. You can only sell one. So it's pretty hands-on. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll get back to that whole social media side of things in a moment or two. But before we do that, let's fill in the blanks on where the where the business is right now. So, you're in the UK, right? And where are you? Where do you sell to? We're UK based, and we sell worldwide. And um, yeah, UK is our, our biggest market. We do really well in Europe, but we sell all the way over to America, Australia, uh, yeah, all over the world. Is it simply streetwear fashion, or have you gone elsewhere in the in the within the vintage arena? It's it's streetwear, yeah, and um, yeah, vintage fashion. So we specialise in anything from the nineties, really, and yeah, we we do some brand new clothing as well that we've created ourselves. But as I mentioned earlier, that's sort of just five percent of the business at the moment. The majority is vintage. Very nice. And what platform are you selling on? Are you Shopify, Magento or something else? We're on Shopify Plus and yeah, we've been with them for a good few years. Uh, yeah, a great platform that um, I can't see us moving away from, to be honest. I know many people feel that way about Shopify Plus. <laughs> and um, if you're out there listening and wondering what all the buzz is about Shopify Plus, then you can get a, a really good Shopify offer if you head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify. So given you're on Shopify Plus, I bet there's a couple of key widgets or plugins that you're raving about you'd like to tell our listeners about? Yeah, definitely. So um, Clavio for our email marketing, we moved over to them probably about a year ago. And yeah, that's been great for our business. Another one I like is Loyalty Line. And that's been um, great for us and terms of improving um sort of the customer loyalty and shopex which is a platform for creating um, a mobile app for our store and that is actually a separate business that that i set up but something that's worked really well for us is launching our mobile app and improving the user experience for our customers so they're my top three very cool um three really powerful apps too um, and we will come on to talk a bit more about that mobile piece in a moment, those of you who are going, ooh, that sounds interesting. Um, and Rory, you've mentioned already that you've got a, quite a few people in the buying team out there finding products for you, but how many of you are there and are you outsourcing everything or are you doing it all in-house? So we've got 10 full-time employees at the moment and we're doing everything in-house apart from web development. But my brother came on board after the first year and he's a company director and he specializes in all of our creative content. We've also got someone in marketing. We've got um, people doing graphic design, uh, email marketing as well. And then we've got the rest of the guys on operations or buying. So, yeah, we've got a great young team and, yeah, everything is in-house. What I want to get into next, Rory, is I want us to talk a bit about an area which I know you're passionate about and I know which was integral to growing the business to the size it is, certainly, as you've already mentioned in the early days, which is mobile. And I don't think we can talk about mobile without talking about Instagram. So do you, I guess, starting to start us off, initially your your main sales channel was Instagram, driving people onto eBay or your website. Now, is it is it a huge percentage of your business that is done on mobile? Is Is desktop just something you don't consider at all? Yeah, so it's been an interesting switch from going to desktop to mobile, but the 
yeah, the core of our business is now mobile. We've got over 80% of our traffic coming from a mobile device. And I think that's due to our customer base being very young indeed. And so our customers are usually sort of 16 to 30. Everyone's spending a lot of time on their mobiles at the moment. And that's where most of them are shopping with us. And something you mentioned earlier, Instagram. Yeah, that's, again, is causing lots of people to come um, on a mobile device straight from Instagram onto our channels. And that's yeah, two channels that we really do put a lot of effort into. So Instagram is what we built the business on. Uh, we've got a great following at the moment and we market to those customers on a daily basis and drive the traffic straight to um, a mobile device. So uh, that's coming in uh, on our on our mobile website or an app as well, which we launched recently, which has been performing really well. Cool. We'll come on to the app very shortly, but just on the, the Instagram side of things, are you mainly doing uh, organic posts or are you doing advertising? Because I know a lot of people who do the advertising, it's all around product, but given you only have one unit of each item, my assumption would be you focus on the organic side, but am I right or wrong there? We do focus on the organic yeah, side of things. We um, like to grow our following um, through competitions or just through putting up great content, which is engaging with customers who will tag their friends and post, for example. And that's how we've sort of grown our grown our following and been able to grow our customer base to their market too. But yeah, we do do some uh, paid marketing on Instagram as well. But as you mentioned, that is difficult that we can only sell one of those products. So it's more showcasing sort of what we stock and what we're about. And hopefully after we drive those customers to the website, they'll see something similar that they like. Let's talk about the app then, because I know there's a lot of people debate whether they should have an app or whether they should just have a decent mobile website. Obviously, you 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 must be committed to a lot of apps because you've also built a whole um business creating mobile apps for e-commerce retailers but what what led you to decide that an app was the right way to go for true vintage so we had as i mentioned earlier 80 percent of our traffic was coming from a mobile device so we were just looking at ways to improve the user experience for those customers and make the checkout process as quick as possible finding products as quick as possible and things like that we also I uh, used to do lots of what well, we still do polls with our customers to find out what they want to see from us. And we were getting a lot of requests to to build an app. So we launched the app and it's hugely successful in terms of conversion rates drastically increased. We're engaging with customers far better with push notifications. So on the back of that success, that's when we looked to, to launch ShopX and start um, building apps for other Shopify stores. So, yeah, I think to sum it up in, in terms of increased the conversion rates, much better revenues, the, the experience was better for customers and we're engaging with them better, bringing them back to our channels. Um, yeah, just for push notifications. So that was the main the main things. Is it something you use, you know, do you push the app? Too many uses of the word push in this, in this, uh, this particular part of the interview, guys, so bear with us. But do you push uh, marketing about the app in front of people at the beginning of their journey with you or further on? Because I know a lot of companies see apps as being a retention tool rather than an acquisition tool. Is that how you find it? Or is it an option for any customer, however much they already have done with you? It's an option for any customer, to be honest. Although at first it was our loyal customers that were downloading the app. But 
yeah, we offer a, a first time discount on the app to get people uh, onto that channel. As we know, once we have them shopping on the app, they're going to find the experience far better than the website, far smoother. And ultimately, they're going to find items or check out more regularly with us and have a better relationship with us. So we try and push customers onto the app as early as possible. It's a great tool that we've got. And yeah, it, it benefits them as well. So definitely recruitment and uh, retention there. Yeah, definitely. And we, we look after our customers on the app. We, we we give them sort of first access to sales and special discounts. So yeah, we, we definitely push that channel. So it's almost like joining the club, downloading the app. Yeah, if that exactly. makes sense. And does that work um, with the Loyalty Lion application as well? Then to create that, you know, because because Loyalty Lion's about a lot more a lot more than just a point system, isn't it? It's a full kind of ecosystem of creating a cust- customer loyalty in the in the perfect sense. So, do you tie those two together? Yeah, so we integrate with Loyalty Lion on our app, and yeah, customers can access their their scheme uh, within the app and uh, yeah they go hand in hand really well sort of of improving customer loyalty and that's the main thing about an app is that you need to have a loyalty scheme in there um so yeah that that does work really well nice and we mentioned earlier about the the clavio integration you've had and i know you've had some pretty impressive results with email since putting that in place because there's a quite a nice case study about you guys on the shopify site given you know your kind of new world marketing you know you're all about the mobile apps and the instagram and all the rest of it what made you decide that email was a route it was also worth caring about because i know a lot of d2c brands seem to kind of ignore email as a channel because it feels a bit old school um so what what led you to do that? Because I know it's been successful for you. So we moved over from Mailchimp to to Clavio. We instantly saw sort of great results. Before we moved over, we didn't actually have much email automation in place, so we weren't even doing simple things such as a welcome series or anything for our VIP customers. So we sort of set those up, and once once they're set up, they they start bringing the revenue themselves. And we already had a, a, a big newsletter um, yeah, base, so a lot, lots of customers to market to. And we just knew that, yeah, we needed to, to market to them more often and push more traffic to the website and give more, more offers to our customers. So, yeah, we quickly saw results and then put much more effort into Clavio to, to get even better results. And glad we did. And it's still working just as well to this day. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Tired of posting jobs online and running into unqualified applicants? FreeUp is your solution. FreeUp interviews thousands of e-commerce freelancers each week and only allows the top 1% into their network. From Amazon to Shopify to Facebook ads to graphic design, they've got someone perfect for the role. Sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan and get a $50 credit towards your first hire. That's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan and there's three E's in free up. In the last ad break, you heard a review from a retailer just like you of my new book, E-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. It's a Kindle bestseller in the UK, USA and Australia. And as a past podcast guest Chantal put it on amazon.co.uk, if you run an e-commerce business, buy this book. 
You can follow her advice by grabbing the Kindle or paperback on your local Amazon store now. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to buying the book, then head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to get the free crash course, including the first two chapters. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Now, I love the top tip section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas, yet more ideas, um, Rory, for taking our business to the next level. So, you ready for these? I am, yes. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Uh, I've got two, if that's all right. So, zero to one, zero to one, uh, notes on startups. That's a great book that I read a few years ago. And another one about uh, management, I would say. So it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Two great recommendations. So the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So Instagram, yeah, is sort of our our main channel um, since we started the business. It's great to engage with our customers on a daily basis there. Um, So, yeah, I'll definitely say Instagram's our, our top channel. And on the organic side rather than the paid side for you guys? Yes, exactly. Organic side. Cool. And then the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I think it's probably a common one, but Trello, uh, the project management Mm -hmm. tool, something that we started using a year or two ago and yeah, it's really helped us out in terms of not missing tasks and sticking to deadlines. Nice. Everyone needs something to help them stick to deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> um, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? My number one tip, I would say, is just providing the best possible customer experience on your website. So, making sure that's either optimized for a mobile device or even better, maybe a mobile app. And yeah, just giving those customers a reason to come back, whether that's ease of use of shopping with you, a great product range, uh, updated stock or, or loyalty schemes. They, those are my main things I would say to look out for. Very nice. Rory, you've given us so much great advice today. Before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and True Vintage on the web and social media, please? Yeah, sure. So truevintage.com or you can find us on Instagram at truevintage. Or if you download the app, we've got 15% off on your first order. Very nice. And um, we've mentioned ShopEx a couple of times, which is the new business you've started based on the successful model that you've put in place at True Vintage. So do you want to tell us just a little bit about ShopEx, if anyone's interested and they want to come and find you? Yes. So at ShopEx, we help e-commerce stores improve the mobile experience for their customers by launching a native mobile app. So our software directly links with Shopify, so you can pull through your products and collections and your orders are then synced back to your Shopify store. So if anyone's looking to launch a mobile app, we also uh, build them for outside Shopify as well. But just check out our website, shopex.co, and mention podcast um, in the demo link and you'll get 10% off. Very nice. And how are we spelling Shopex? S-H-O-P-P-E-X. Excellent. It was .co, wasn't it, as well? .co. So S-H-O-P-P-E-X.co and mention podcast to get 10% off? Yes. 
Very nice. Thank you very much for that. I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it. Um, Rory, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's been great finding out about how you've gone about growing True Vintage and about ShopEx as well. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great fun. Very cool there to learn from such a young business, really only four or five years old, about how how he's gone about taking that opportunity he saw from selling the vintage clothes he loved on eBay into a £2 million turnover business employing 10 people and doing everything themselves in what I think is an area which a lot of us would think is too complex to even consider because he is sourcing one-off items and then selling them via the website and with the main marketing channel being organic Instagram. Pretty pretty impressive and I, I love how they focused on a marketing method and got it great. So they went after Instagram and they've really optimised that with the competitions they run, with the activity they do to grow the audience and then the clear, great quality content they give them. And then last year they realised that email should be an opportunity but they were on the wrong platform so they moved to another platform to Klaviyo and then they really drilled down into the Klaviyo platform and put in place all those great automations in order to make huge improvements in their email marketing sales. And then they saw that the customers wanted to transact online on via mobile rather. And so they drilled down, how can we make this mobile performance as good as we can be, which led to them creating that the app, the ShopEx app, which they run and which has improved conversion rates and which is so good that it's now actually part of the recruitment of new customers, not just to retain the existing. I love the focus that Rory's been telling us about. I think that's kind of drill down, following the money, focus in and make solve the customer's problems is um, really comes through for me in that interview. Now to get your hands from on the notes from today's show, including the top tips, links and details of related episodes, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, then please do give us some feedback via their review app. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.